skyscrapers and conundrums. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ordinary Maverick. This is Ajay, your host, an ordinary maverick, sharing real-life thoughts and experiences and maverick tips. So, we are a week into the new year. That feeling of newness, anticipation still persists, right? For some reason, all the new year wishes get together and just that festive feeling in the air is very infectious, right? Uh, That is actually the right kind of infection to catch. Do keep that new year spirit going. In fact, in many parts of the world, new year continues to be celebrated up until the second week of January. So we are good if we still wish and share new year greetings and compliments of the season. Well, fellow Mavericks, as I record this podcast from the 36th floor, sitting in my armchair at home, a thought pops into my head. Skyscrapers. We never fail to get the wow reaction from folks who come to our home. Many mistake the numberings as the third floor apartment. You know, generally apartment numbers, quite like the hotel numbers, are listed as per the floor. So when, you know, 364 is seen, The thought is uh, it must be on the third floor. But then when they get in here, they understand that it's on the 36th floor. It's like, oh gosh. And once they are in and get a glimpse of the view, then it's like, oh my goodness, this is awesome. What a view. And yes, I may be a bit biased, but it's quite a view, I must say. One can see the expanse of green protected forest land, and then in the backdrop, some other skyscrapers as well. Skyscrapers. My curiosity led me to some digging. When did the first skyscraper come along? Where is the world's tallest skyscraper? So, way back in 1884, William Lee Baron Jenny, a Chicago architect, designed the first skyscraper. And this was made possible because of the Bessemer process of mass production of steel beams. And that's how the first skyscraper came into being. The 10-story home insurance building in Chicago. It's amazing to learn how steel frame construction allowed architects to design buildings of unprecedented heights. And a common feature of skyscrapers is having a steel framework that supports curtain walls. It's an engineering marvel of sorts. These curtain walls either bear on the framework below or are suspended from the framework above rather than resting on load-bearing walls of conventional construction. We often say necessity is the father of invention. So why was the need felt to have skyscrapers and put in all this effort into exploring newer construction designs? Well, some of the reasons included restricted land area availability and trying to reduce housing costs as well as having more people live in city centers. All this led architects to go higher and higher in height. So go more vertical, upwards. Of course, going vertical upwards has its own set of issues which I will touch upon in a moment after sharing some very interesting facts. Even though the first skyscraper came about in 1885, one can see some examples of high-rise housing way back in the 17th century in Edinburgh, Scotland. I saw some of this during a visit to this beautiful city a couple of years back. 
these stone built structures can still be seen in the old town of Edinburgh as high as 14 stories and in some ways these were the oldest tallest building before the modern age skyscrapers. And as I was doing my research, I came across another interesting fact about the grandfather of skyscrapers. <laughs> yes, that's what the oldest iron frame building in the world is called. Even though it is only partially iron framed and has only five stories, the flax mill in Shrewsbury, England is considered to be the starting point of the engineering design using the fireproof combination of cast iron columns and cast iron beams that then developed into the modern steel frame which is used in today's skyscrapers. But as I was saying earlier, there are some challenges in going vertical and it reminds me of when we speak about top-down, bottoms-up approaches in marketing or in designing programs as well as going horizontal or even diagonal. <laughs> Yes, there's a diagonal approach as well which focuses on systems rather than doing programs and interventions vertically or horizontally. Living in high-rises comes with its own set of problems which include the Sopite syndrome. I heard about this syndrome for the first time and it seems that the constant unnoticeable sway of taller buildings due to the wind leads to fatigue, negative moods lack of focus and motivation. But then there are always two sides of the coin, right? You know, there's something called brain priming. I was fascinated to read about this. It seems that the human brain experiences a shift in cognition based on the kind of input it receives through the senses and this is called brain priming. What happens is that objects viewed from a distance vantage point transform into abstractions since the eye cannot distinguish details. So primes or triggers that imply distance leading to a big picture mode of thinking which is more abstract due to the association between physical distance and its optical effects. And it is this phenomena that facilitates people towards finding more creative solutions when they are higher up from the ground. Isn't this amazing? Never knew about this brain priming effect. And it makes me wonder about all the big picture strategization, etc. that happens in urban environments like New York, Chicago, and all these cities that are known for their skyscrapers. Yes, people sitting in these high rises get the distance trigger constantly. But what's even more fascinating is the story of conundrums. Now the definition of a conundrum is a confusing and difficult problem or question. It's a situation where there is no clear right answer or no good solution. I feel that we are all facing the big COVID conundrum right now. I mean, on the one hand, we are worried about the infection and want to avoid it at all costs. On the other hand, life has to go on. We need to meet family, get togethers on special occasions, travel if needed, you know, basically live life. It's a conundrum for sure where there is no clear answer and no clear solution. Well, with skyscrapers, there is the elevator conundrum. Now, elevators are a necessity in skyscrapers. 
The first elevator was introduced in 1857 by Elisha Otis as the safety elevator at the E.V. Howard building in New York City, which allowed for convenient and safe transport to the upper floors. Then later, Otis introduced the first commercial passenger elevators to the Equitable Life building in 1870. Architects and engineers used the term the elevator conundrum to describe the paradox with elevators and skyscrapers. We need the elevators for enabling tall buildings, but at the same time, the elevators also limit the practical height of tall buildings. As once you increase the occupancy of the building based on the number of floors, then you need to have more elevators. And more elevators means more area devoted to the shaftways instead of revenue producing usable floor area. So no clear answer or a solution. A conundrum for sure. And of course, there have been several innovative solutions to address this, including having sky lobbies with some elevators working for certain floors and an efficient dispatch system which can bring the elevator closest to the floor you need it faster. Well, since 2010, the world's highest building standing at 2716 feet is the Burj Khalifa in Dubai, United Arab Emirates. In fact, Asia has several of the record-holding skyscrapers, including the Petronas Twin Towers at Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. These skyscrapers and many others are celebrated on 3rd September, which is the global commemorative day for skyscrapers called Skyscraper Day. Gosh, there are so many things to learn about skyscrapers and everything else. Let's kickstart the new year keeping the spirit of learning alive. So fellow Mavericks, my word for January is curiosity. Yes, it's another C. I spoke about the three C's approach to life's decisions, specifically professional ones. Cash, community and career. Well, here's another C. And it's my focus for the first month of 2022. In keeping with the curious spirit, we'll bring you some more interesting podcasts this month. So if you haven't hit the subscribe button yet, please do so and you will not miss another episode. Do keep writing your comments and sharing feedback at theordinarymaverick at gmail.com and follow me on Instagram at hashtag theordinarymaverick. I love hearing from you. This is Ajay signing off and wishing you have an amazing day, a super amazing year. Keep well, stay safe. Credits. This podcast series was put together as a team effort from the Bhardwaj family. Concept, design, title, researchers and reviewers Ajay, Sanjana, Avantika and Niharika Bhardwaj. Script, Sanjana, cover design, Niharika. All rights reserved.